RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. Liberal Party leader Felix Jung says the US may take further action against Hong Kong as Sino-US tensions escalate. Government ministers urge lawmakers to put aside their differences to help Hong Kong fight the coronavirus and revive the economy. And HKU researchers warn that they foresee an increase in people's stress levels and the prevalence of depression and anxiety. Liberal Party leader Felix Jung has warned that Hong Kong will continue to suffer unless the United States and China reach an agreement in the near future. Speaking on RTHK's Letter to Hong Kong program, Mr. Jung said U.S. sanctions on the SAR have cast doubt over the city's future as a financial hub. He believes the U.S. may take further actions against the city as Sino-American tensions escalate. The lawmaker says the SAR government should restore confidence in the city and political wrangling. The Hong Kong SAR government should enhance external promotion to reassure the international community on one country, two systems, and to restore confidence in our city. Internally, at least in the coming year, the Hong Kong SAR government should minimize political disputes and focus on solving livelihood and economic issues. The governing body of Cambridge University's Wolfson College says it will no longer meet to consider Chief Executive Carrie Lam's honorary fellowship after the Hong Kong leader resigned the title herself. The college had raised concerns with her about her commitment to the protection of human rights and the freedom of expression in Hong Kong. Mrs. Lam announced her decision in a Facebook post yesterday, saying she'd never cared about such titles, but she said it was difficult to convince herself to maintain ties with the college after it made groundless accusations and slandered her through hearsay under pressure from some UK politicians, media and certain groups. Chief Secretary Matthew Jung has urged lawmakers to put aside their differences and prejudices and practically exercise their duties in LegCo. This comes as the pandemocratic camp mulls over whether to boycott or return to the legislature for the coming year after the NPCSC extended the current term due to the postponement of the 2020 election. Francis Sitt reports. In his blog, Mr. Zheng says Beijing's decision effectively handles the problem so Hong Kong can focus on fighting the epidemic and reviving the economy. He says the government will continue to listen to views and come up with support measures to help businesses and citizens tide over the current challenges. Mr. Zheng added the government and the legislature can both benefit if they cooperate. Meanwhile, Justice Secretary Theresa Chang rejected suggestions the MPCSC decision show that the SAR is no longer using the basic law and common law principles. In her blog, she said it's appropriate for Beijing to deal with the matter speedily to provide a legal basis for this special situation without amending the basic law. Ms. Chang says handling the vacuum created by the delay of the election was never within the jurisdiction of the SAR. She says the decision fits the constitutional order of one country while respecting the two systems. The University of Hong Kong's Center for Suicide Research and Prevention says Hong Kong could see a spike in suicide rates as the city deals with the fallout of COVID-19 and last year's protests. Associate Director Liu Kong Sun say they foresee an increase in people's stress levels and prevalence of depression and anxiety, just like during SARS in 2003 when suicide rates in Hong Kong were at their highest level. Dr. Liu says the situation may not be completely comparable, but help should be provided to those who are struggling. 
nowadays we are having more social platform, more electronic means to communicate with each other that is non-existent in the past. The economic situation is a very important factor. Back in 2003, we have encountered a downturn for totally five years, with many people having negative mortgage, bankruptcy, joblessness. We are yet to see the situation to persist and to decline further. Anti-government protesters in Belarus held noisy demonstrations outside state television buildings as unrest continues to spread across the country. They chanted, Give us the truth and long live Belarus. There have also been large protests outside a metro station in Minsk where a protester died earlier this week. Abdujalil Abdurasulov was there. The death of Alexander Taraykovsky on Monday fueled anger here and has mobilized more people to come out onto the street. Thousands of people laid flowers in his memory and chanted, We will never forget. We will never forgive. The crowd is getting bigger and bigger every minute. People keep coming. This is truly unprecedented for Belarus. In 26 years of being in power, Mr. Lukashenko has never faced such a challenge before. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. President Trump has warned that despite the coronavirus pandemic, the United States isn't ready for a postal ballot in the November elections. Speaking at a press briefing in New Jersey, Mr. Trump blamed the situation on Democrats in Congress, who he said had been refusing to release funds to boost the U.S. postal services. As you know, the Democrats aren't approving the proper funding for postal, and they're not approving the funding for this ridiculous thing that they want to do, which is they want to send in millions and millions of ballots. And you see what's happening. They're being lost. They're being discarded. They're finding them in piles. Universal mail-in voting is going to be catastrophic. It's going to make our country a laughing stock all over the world. At the same press briefing, Mr. Trump also said U.S. officials will work to trigger a return of all United Nations sanctions on Iran. The maneuver known as snapback uses a provision in the 2015 Iran nuclear deal, even though Mr. Trump pulled the U.S. out of the agreement in 2018. It comes after the U.N. Security Council rejected the U.S. proposal to extend an arms embargo on Iran beyond October, a move that the U.S. president says he saw coming. Well, we knew what the vote was going to be, but we'll be doing a snapback. You'll be watching it next week. Yeah, you'll be watching it next week. You know, Iran is a whole different ball game right now. Uh, they haven't been sponsoring terror because they don't have very much money to sponsor terror. And they know we just captured four Iranian ships. France has asked the Afghan government not to proceed with the release of three Taliban prisoners jailed for the murders of French nationals in Afghanistan. Kabul had reluctantly agreed to proceed with the release of a final group of 400 Taliban prisoners in order to open the way to direct peace talks with the Taliban for the first time. The BBC's Ian McWilliam reports. The Afghan government agreed to free this group after Grand National Council took the decision so the long-delayed talks could go ahead. But France has asked that three prisoners responsible for murdering French citizens some years ago, including a French UN refugee worker, Bettina Gualard, and five French soldiers, should not be released. A further shadow was cast on the talks when a prominent women's rights advocate was attacked by gunmen on Saturday. Fawzia Koufi, a member of the government's negotiating team, escaped with a wounded arm. The Taliban have denied responsibility. Sport, football. 
There are now just four teams left in the mini-tournament being played in Lisbon to decide this year's Champions League winners, and it was the French side team Lyon who caused an upset in the last of the quarterfinals. They beat Manchester City of the English Premier League 3-1. The BBC's John Murray was watching. It was a night to forget for coach Pep Guardiola as his Manchester City side once again fell short in the Champions League. He changed his system to three central defenders, but City were 1-0 down at half-time. Maxwell Cornet the scorer. Kevin De Bruyne's equaliser looked to have turned it. Instead, Lyon substitute Moussa Dembele took centre stage with two goals. There were questions over offside and a possible foul for his first, but VAR said it was good. And after an extraordinary open goal miss from Raheem Sterling that could have made it 2 two. At the other end, goalkeeper Edison fumbled our shot and Dembele finished it and finished off City. The Champions League semi-final lineup will both be French against German affairs. Paris Saint-Germain against RB Leipzig and Lyon against Bayern Munich. Lewis Hamilton says his future at Mercedes won't be influenced by that of team principal Toto Wolff. His comments come after he secured a fourth pole of the season ahead of today's Spanish Grand Prix. Wolf has overseen Mercedes' unprecedented run of six straight drivers and constructors championships, but hinted he may leave at the end of the year. This was Hamilton's reaction. That's not determining whether or not I stay. I think everyone has to do what's best for them and what's best for their career and happiness at the end of the day. But I hope he stays. It's fun working with him and it's fun negotiating with him. <laughs> Truly grateful to Toto, so I'll be supportive in whatever he decides to do. Last year's semi-finalist and the world number eight, Belinda Bensitz, has become the latest high-profile player to withdraw from the U.S. Open tennis, which starts at the end of the month. To end the news, our top stories once again. Liberal Party leader Felix Jung says the U.S. may take further action against Hong Kong as Sino-U.S. tensions escalate. Hong Kong, sorry, government ministers urge lawmakers to put aside their differences to help Hong Kong fight the coronavirus and revive the economy. And HKU researchers warn that they foresee an increase in people's stress levels and the prevalence of depression and anxiety. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. Value. And a new
Sunday afternoon session for the 16th of August 2020. I'm Simon Wilson, keeping your company all the way through until four. Got the usual mix of some quirky stories. We'll be checking out the birthday files so you're celebrating today. Checking out this day in history and, of course, squeezing in as many of your requests as possible. Have a look at what's going on around the world. We're four days away from the GCSE results being revealed, following no summer exam and a repeat of the fiasco that we've had in the last week. But more on that in the l- later in the show. We're seven days away from the Champions League final in Lisbon. 27 days away from the new Premiership season's beginning. 89 days away.